0: Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to do like a word study, Jim. We're going to take two words, and and it's amazing what these two words opens up. Hmm. It's amazing. It opens up so much of the nature of God, his uh, desire for us, uh, his desire for the world, um, it, it just, it's, it's amazing And I mean, just out there Go to uh, Strong's or anywhere you go to, uh, to do your Bible study And just put in the words um, All things
1: In other words, the reason why you created his creation
0: Yeah What we're going to be talking about Exactly And um, I'm going to read this It's out of uh, Brother Eby's book Called the restitution of all things and there is going to be a restitution of all things and it says if God be the creator of all things then he must of necessity follow that God is the source of all things all things are out of God all things are through him all things are for him And all things are unto him, ending in him. Powerful, powerful statement, Jim. Very powerful. And um, so just, you know, it's not going to take a wordsmith to figure out what the word all means. (laughs) I mean, the, the word all does not mean 50%, 80%, or even 99%. Especially
1: in America it means all.
0: All, A L L. That word all is an absolute. There's no wiggle room with the word all. It's 100%, 100%. Um and everyone means everyone. There's no one missing. Um it's not just some of the people, it's all of the, when it says everyone, it's all of the people. And so, as we go, th- we're going to hit you with a lot of scriptures today, and you're going to interpret them the way you and the Lord want to interpret them. We're not going to do a lot of interpretation today, but we are going to really put out uh, the scriptures for you to ponder and consider. Um
1: you know, Rich, when you said every one, mm-hmm. uh, the Spirit kind of hit me with uh, every one means every one. Yeah. When I had 100 sheep and I lost one of them, yeah. he said, I went out to get the one. So when you talk about every one, you're talking about every single sheep that God has out there. Uh, he's going to restore them yeah. and bring them back
0: into the fold. Well, if there's only 99 sheep. And that shepherd has a hundred sheep. It's not every sheep if it's no. only 99. Right. right? And he cares, like you said, he cares so much for every one, yeah. every sheep, right. that he will leave the 99 and go pick up that one and bring it back into mm-hmm. the fold. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you're out there listening today and you may be that lost sheep. Let me tell you something. He loves you just as much as he loves the 99 Mm -hmm. that sticks with him. Mm -hmm. And so just don't ever think for a second that anything you have done uh, excludes you from his love and care about you.
1: Yeah, is your heart beating? If it is, you're one. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Because he's the one that keeps that heart beating.
0: That's right. Well, we're going we're gonna to hit you with a powerful scripture right now. And that's Ephesians. If you have your Bibles ready, you have Ephesians 1.10. And I'm going to read it in a couple different translations, Jim, because it does bring out some different points. But this is out of the King James. It says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, Jim, there's going to be a time Where the times are full. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That time, we don't know when that time is, but I I will tell you that uh, there will be a dispensation of the fullness of times.
1: Time will be no more.
0: Time will be no more. Right. That He, meaning God, might gather together, just back to the sheep, gather together in one all things. All things. Not most things? No. I mean, all things means all things. Collectively, an absolute sense, always, not some of the time, but always, everything, in every way, on every side, in every particular or relation. That covers it all. Sure does. So he will bring together or gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Now, that's the King James. Let me go ahead and do the verse 11. Verse 11 says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Do you know that you have an inheritance in Christ? You are co inheritors with Christ. Goes on to say, being predestined. God had God only has a plan A, folks. There's there's no plan B or C. Amen. Amen. He has one plan and he has predestined according to the purpose of him, God, who works all things after the counsel of his will. So you you wonder what God's will is? Stick around. He works it all out after the counsel. Even your bad decisions? Yeah. Yeah, he can still find a way to work it out after the counsel of his own will.
1: He's the GPS, isn't he?
0: He is. And I'm going to just read this one real quick. It's out of the Passion. It says, and because of God's unfailing purpose. God can't fail. God can't fail. This detailed plan, plan A and only plan A, will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance before we were even born. <laughs> yeah. How many times have we said on this program that he knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb?
1: Good verse to meditate on.
0: Absolutely. Goes on to finish up and says, He gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. Man, there's some absolutes there, Jim. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you can't misinterpret some of this. Mm-hmm. When you're talking absolutes like all things, and he will accomplish what he has willed to accomplish, that he works all things out after the counsel of his will, not your will, but his will, I'm pretty excited about this topic, Amen. as you can tell. So yeah, go yeah. ahead and what's God. your thoughts on it?
1: No, the thought that entered my mind is when you said God only has a plan A, and he doesn't have a plan B no, or a plan C. he doesn't. I mean, he was the creator of this thing. He's the one that authored it, and the New Testament said he's the author of it, and he'll be the finisher yes. of it. Um, so, you know, I've heard for a long time that God had a plan A, then all of a sudden some entity— uh, came in and caught God sleeping at the switch and, uh, <laughs> and, and took uh, one-third of the angelic host. And God woke up and said, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to go to a plan B. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about you, but the God I serve is all-knowing and all-wise, and he's never asleep in the realm where he lives in the heavenly realm. There is no such thing as time nor space. I mean, he's always very much aware of everything that's going on in his creation because he created it. Not only was, not only did he create it, but he even holds it all together according to the Scriptures. Amen. He's the one that continues to bring life into this creation. And he, like Brother Rich said, he works all things after the counsel of his own will. And thank God, I'm glad that he doesn't work all things after the counsel of my will. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a lot of times that uh, I've tried to have my will. But thank God that, uh, you know, God is that GPS. And uh, every time I would get off on the wrong track, I may have to learn a hard lesson, but God always brought me back onto the right track. And uh, frankly, I think that's the reason why we go through a lot of the stuff that we go through, the tribulation and, and what have you, that the Lord said that we would go through in this earth school or in this earth realm, um, but it's all to make us wiser and greater. So in the end, ultimately, we are going to rule and reign with the Father. Glory to God.
0: Amen. Well, you know, you, if someone's out there saying, well, you're picking one scripture and you're making a whole thing on this. Let me read another. This is this is in Second Corinthians. We read in Ephesians. This says exactly what it says in Ephesians. It says, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one, Jesus, that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. Wow, wow. And he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. Man, he loves us so much. And And some of the things you hear about Who God is, it's just not God. It's
1: blasphemy, really. It really is. I mean,
0: He is either love or He isn't. I know. Amen. He He's either He loves us with an everlasting love with no conditions. It just says right here, keeping records of their, tra- not keeping records of their transgressions. Yeah, that's in
1: 1 Corinthians 13, where Paul's describing love, but in reality, he's really describing the nature of God. Right. When he says he takes no, no account of the wrongs that's been done unto him.
0: Jim, we've said this a million times that God is not holding a record. He, right. he doesn't have a whiteboard with a bunch of pens mm-hmm. marking down every time you fall short. He doesn't do that. In fact, there is no whiteboard, and there are no pens.
1: I've been in a lot of churches, though, that uh, I thought I had to get saved every Sunday. Well, <laughs> again,
0: it, it, you got to yeah. know the Word, and right. that's what we try to bring. And you interpret things yourself. You know, we have our own interpretation, but we will always tell you, take it to the Lord. We're not telling you that we have all the truth and that you better listen to uh, No, we're just saying consider this. Yeah. And, and how can you take some of these scriptures and interpret it any other way than what it's saying?
1: Well, I think the reason why we do get confused, Rich, is because, and I love the Bible, and, and we quote from it for this, OR we will be time. quoting scriptures, but... The true word resides within you in the secret place. You know, the Bible said in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It didn't say in the beginning was the Bible. It said in the beginning was the word, and the word is Christ that's inside of you. It's very easy to get off on all kind of tangents if you just take the written record of the Bible and try and interpret the way you want to interpret it. I mean, come on, brothers and sisters. Why do you think there's over 4,000 different denominations? Because everyone has their own, own interpretation of the word. And Jesus was very clear when he was talking to the religious people. He says, you search the scriptures. In other words, you know the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. But the scriptures only lead you to me, to have a personal relationship with me but you won't come to me. And I think there's there's been a great, great emphasis on the Bible, and praise God that there has been, but the emphasis really has to be on Christ in you. That's the mystery, Christ in you, which is your hope of glory. And there's a secret place, there's a garden inside of each and every one of us where we can meet with the Lord Jesus Christ. So as you listen to our voice and as you read the scriptures, take those scriptures inwardly. Take them to the Christ in you and say, Father, I need for you to interpret this because I've been to three different religions and I've heard three different interpretations. I'm not ragging on the church. I'm just saying that's what I personally experienced in the four decades that I've been walking in Christ. Everybody has a different version. But when I went inside and come to the, the uh, revelation that Christ was in me, all of a sudden all that started making sense
0: spiritual sense amen 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 yeah we um you know we just ask you to have the one thing we keep pounding every single episode is have a relationship with the lord yourself amen you know we we say the holy spirit is your teacher does he use people like jim and me and your pastor and whatever sure he does Sure he does, but don't sit there and say, okay, well, this man or this woman has all the truth, and we're going to sit there and no whatever.
1: No such thing. Th- huh? No such thing as no. one man having all the truth. No. No such thing.
0: That's where people get themselves in trouble, yeah. because if, if you're looking to the man or the woman that's behind the pulpit, you're looking, your eyes are on the wrong place. Yes. Yes. And and that doesn't mean that that man or woman doesn't have truth and brings truth to their sermons every Sunday. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means your eyes are in the wrong place because it says fix your eyes on Jesus. Right. Only. Right. Another absolute right. only right. because he is your the the author and finisher of your faith. Yeah. Jesus is the author and not that pastor And not Jim and Rich. We're Mm -hmm. not the author and finisher of your faith.
1: Not any human being. All we're
0: going to do is point you to Jesus. That's all we're going to do. And it's between you and Jesus what you take out of our podcasts or out of our uh, radio programs.
1: And that's what the man in the pulpit should be doing. He should be pointing you to Jesus. If you find that you're not getting directed back to Christ in you— then I suggest that you talk to the Lord about the fellowship that you're going to, because there are many well-intended men and women out there, but somehow they can get caught up in their own glory. And the reason why they do is because the congregation themselves, you know, um, get around them and make them out to be more, really, than what they actually are.
0: Well, you know, how many people, Jim, have you talked to that— You know, they talk about their church. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, we got such a great pastor and everything they talk. And and that's great. We're glad you have a great pastor. We we support pastors. (laughs) But if all they talk about is the pastor and the programs, I question, do you have a personal relationship with the Lord? Yeah.
1: We know he has one with you. Absolutely. (laughs) We know he has one with you. Uh, But the question is, do you hear the voice of the Lord? Uh, You know, to the church at Laodicea, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hears my voice— I will come in and sup with him. And I have found, Rich, that in the 40 years I've been interviewing people in my personnel company, every time I ask them, what has the Lord been saying to you, basically 95% of the response is, well, the church I go to believes this, and my pastor said that, and the elder said this. And I said, no, what is the Lord saying to there you? you? Go. And And unfortunately, most of my brothers and sisters sit there dumbfounded, mm-hmm. which is telling me that the only feeding they're really getting is on Sunday morning, one hour. From one person. Yeah, and that's not going to get the job done, especially the hour that we're living in right now.
0: Yeah, we're living in an hour where there is nothing, and I repeat, nothing more important in your life right now. And your family's life. And your family's life than you finding the time You know, a relationship takes time. A good relationship takes time. You know, if you're married, it took time together before you knew that this was the one. And patience. (laughs) A lot of patience. (laughs) Okay, Julie, sorry. Sorry, Yeah, so, um, you know, basically what we're saying is that Whatever you have to do. I don't care if you're working 60 hours a week. I don't care if you're retired. I don't care what. Find time with the Lord because that time is going to be the best time. You say, well, I got a family and I've got grandkids. I'm going to say this, that the time you spent with spend with the Lord is the best time in your week. Yeah. And that time... You know, the relationship, there's only one thing you're going to take out of this world. When you breathe your last, you're not going to take your kids. You're not going to take your grandkids. You're not going to take your spouse. You're not going to take your possessions. You're not taking anything out of this world but one thing, which tells me that's pretty important. And that is your relationship with the Lord because that is eternal. And that, when you cross over into the other side... The one thing for sure is the relationship you had with him here will follow you into the other realm.
1: Yeah, you know, Rich, there's a very dear brother many years ago that was from Australia that came and ministered at our church. And we went on a little boat trip, him and myself and the pastor and a few people from the congregation. And I was outside with him, and it was just he and I that was uh, was standing outside the boat as we were going down the Ohio River. And he said, son, if you don't remember anything that I've said in the sermons that you've said under the last couple of days, I want you to remember one thing. He said, in that day, when you go face to face with the Father, he's only going to have one question. How much of my son has been formed in you? Wow. And that's what Paul's prayer was. He says, I pray that Christ be formed yes. in you. Because as God speaks to you, the word the word starts, it's alive, it's active, and it starts converting you into a full salvation, and it starts converting you into the nature of Jesus. Jesus said, when you see me, uh, it will dawn on you that you are just like me. Um, how can this be? Well, that word that came into the earth that was made flesh is the same word that is coming to you. The living word is coming to you, and it's being made flesh in your heart. You're becoming a
0: son of Of the Most High God. God made us in his image and likeness. Exactly. That hasn't changed. That's still plan A. If you just tuned in, we're talking about the two words all things. All things. And you can't talk about that without 1 Corinthians uh, 15 27. It says, The Father has placed all things in subjection under the feet of Christ. Yet when it says all things, it is understood that the Father does not include himself. I thought that was interesting. For he is the one who placed all things in subjection to Christ. However, this is verse 28. When everything is subdued, everything. There's another absolute. When everything is subdued, and it's going to be subdued you know, all the gloom and doom and out there, it's going to be subdued. And in submission to him, meaning Jesus, then the Son himself will be subject to the Father who put all things under his feet. Now, this is the best part of the whole scripture. It says, this is so that the Father will be everything in every one. More absolutes, Jim. Yeah. Everything to every in in excuse me, very important preposition here. In every one. Yeah. God's gonna be everything in you. Yeah, he well, already is there. It's just it's it's manifesting, it's coming up in you to the outside. It's a progress. It's a progression. Yeah,
1: it is. It
0: definitely is.
1: Yeah, and, and if you want to hasten, you know, Paul said, hasten the day of the Lord. I stumbled across that verse many years ago, and I thought, gee, how can I hasten the day of the Lord? And what Paul was talking about was spending time with the Lord, uh, because every time you do that, there's, there will be a visitation of the Lord. Sometimes it won't be right then and there, but I've always found that God will always bless the time that you spend with him. You may spend twenty minutes, a half hour, whatever, with the Lord. Walk away and say, "I don't believe I really got anything out of that." But it won't be very long that something will spring up in you—some word of wisdom, or, or um, just just a beautiful revelation will come out of the clear blue. And it's like the Lord was saying, "Took me a day to get it to you, but I was—I'm going to get it to you."
0: <laughs> well, you may not get anything out of it, <laughs> right. but He gets a lot out yeah. of it yeah. Yeah. because yeah. He's sitting there saying. There's my son, there's my daughter, in whom I'm well pleased.
1: Amen.